Welcome back to the Maxwell High School podcast. Today again, I've got a couple more, uh, more students with me. Um, I have Amy and Taylor, whose name I just forgot. <laughs> so I'm going to start again. <laughs> <coughs> that happens all the time, doesn't it? Welcome back to the Maxwell High School podcast. Today, I've got two more students with me from Year Twelve. I'm going to welcome Amy and Taylor. Hello. Hi. And your voices are going to sound very similar again, so every, no one's going to know who's speaking, but that's not, <laughs> not a problem for us today. Um, I'm continuing on about uh, talking to our students about um, what's happened over the COVID-19 crisis and how things have been at home and, and um, the, the impact of uh, studying from home and how that's gone for them. But I'm also talking to students about um, other facets of their lives and we'll talk to... Amy and Taylor about that as well and we'll see how we go and see what makes them up as people and and more than just I guess members of our uh, school community and and see what they um, are beyond that. So again welcome guys Uh, thanks very much for coming in and I know that sometimes this can be a bit of a daunting process so um, but as I mentioned earlier to Amy it's going to raise her social stock (laughs) and and what were you hoping for you were hoping to get some additional uh, followers oh yeah i'm gonna get a following from this oh no you'll be it'll be it's gonna go viral <laughs> for sure so look i, I will start with amy um oh, firstly how did you find um the lockdown that we've had where we, we were doing remote learning and um how's that impacted on your yourself and i guess your family because you're you both are in year 12 and and so yep. that's something that we have in the back of our minds this is a bit of an important year i suppose yeah, it is. Um, the whole thing, the kind of the switch over to the online stuff that we've been doing, yeah, that was kind of um, pretty difficult, especially in the beginning when no one really knew like what was going on, how long this would last and stuff. It was also fast-paced, wasn't it? It was. It was kind of a lot at once. Yeah. And when, and when you were talking to you at home um, – you know, you, you immediately went through uh, calling it online learning. So I'm guessing you did everything that you could electronically? Yeah. You have good internet at home? Yeah, it's all right. And there's not people not people in your household fighting over who has access to what and things like that? Uh, no, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, so it was okay. How did you find it, like from a, a motivation point of view? Were you able to say, okay, here's the work and I know what to do and I can get on with doing it once things had settled down a little bit? Well, sort of, with most stuff, yeah, it was kind of all right. Um, A big thing that, I don't know, it was kind of like without the in-person kind of stuff, There was it kind of seemed like there was no one there telling you, you have to do this, you have to do this. You had to be a little bit more self-motivated than perhaps normal. And I think a lot of the people who have sat in the chairs where you're sitting now, and I think more broadly our experience has been that, that this lack of that one-on-one yeah. interaction with teachers and maybe your friends is is a, a big detriment to school. Did the did the uh, lockdown impact on your family much? Were were you guys uh, you know at, at home? Are you comfortable in your space, or were you all oh no, we're spending too much time together <laughs> in that in the one house? Yeah, well, um, most days there was my both my parents are essential workers. Okay. So a lot of the time it was just me and my three sisters <laughs> in the one house. Oh, that would have gone. That would have gone swimmingly. <laughs> yeah, it 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might we might leave it at that, and um, we might move on and ask Taylor the similar sort of questions. So, you know, how were you for motivation? Were you able to keep engaged with your work, or did you sort of struggle in that? non-face-to-face environment? I was the most unmotivated person during that time. (laughs) I don't think – I tried to be motivated and do as much schoolwork as I can, but Mm. to be honest with you, I did not get a lot done. I was working a lot at Woolworths. I think they – sort of discovered we weren't at school and liked to get the young ones in on some shifts. So, Well, young ones are cheaper to employ yes, than older yes, ones. Let's be are. straight up with that. <laughs> yeah, so finding the motivation to do that schoolwork and getting online was a struggle for me. I didn't, didn't do a whole lot. I just want to ask you a little bit about Woolies mm. because – uh, you know, when, when the pandemic first kicked in, there's obviously a huge rush on particular items and I, I, yep. I take great pleasure in mentioning the toilet paper crisis <laughs> of 2020. Um, but, but beyond that, you notice changes in Woolworths and that obviously it's hugely busy yep. and then up go, um, you know, uh, stickers all over the floors yep. and barriers and things like that. Yeah. From, from a work perspective in, in – and I guess that would have been classified as essential work for sure yep. – but, but looking at that, how did you find that working environment? Was it nervous or nerve-wracking? Oh, Were you anxious? It was so stressful. I was incredibly anxious coming towards every shift. You didn't know whether you were going to get abused or yeah. whether you were going to have a great day and everybody was going to be all smiles and joy. Yeah. It's funny seeing the difference compared to how everyone reacted with the bushfires and how we all were sort of smiling and nice and easygoing with each other and this time it was like every man for themselves – don't care what people yeah. like think and feel. It's interesting because you raise up a point that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. That I, I said um, that that I did want to speak to you about the bushfires because mm. you have a role to play in that, not lighting them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but you have a role uh, in 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 the bushfire management, and uh, and I, I, I'm very keen to come and speak yeah. to you about that. But it has been for me very interesting to, uh, and in some way concerning that. Um, you know, we had uh, a major, you know, catastrophe. There's probably no other word for it. We had a major <laughs> catastrophe in our region in terms yep. of the bushfires, impacted many, many people. Um, and then, you know, that kind of has almost been swept under the carpet yep. in some ways. And it's really interesting that you've seen the community mm. from a different perspective yeah. in that, yeah, look, everyone's pitching in to help with the bushfires, yep. uh, the bushfire catastrophe, but you're saying that it was just, Full on man on man. Yes, every man for themselves with this one. Yeah, it was yeah. Which is almost um, a bit sad. Yeah, to be honest, it is but, um, incredibly. <laughs> There's many toilet paper stealings and <laughs> snatchings. Oh, oh no! Gosh. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe maybe that's a little bit in our history that we can put a little tick in and move forward. Yes, and, yes, and, and hopefully we don't go back to that. No. I, it, has it has it um, enlightened you though in terms of seeing how uh, people respond to this kind of thing? Has it made you a bit of a doomsday prepper? I wouldn't say a doomsday prepper. I certainly am more aware of how other people doomsday prep <laughs> yes. and what they're sort of. I don't know I have a different opinion on all that. I don't see it as. The world ending, and we all need to go and buy trolley loads of groceries. And 
Oh, crazy things. Well, it, it does sound like you're taking a very sensible line. I hope uh, so. <laughs> Amy, are you and your family much in the doomsday preppers or not so much? Um, not so much, you, I don't you, think. You don't, you don't have a bunker? and. Oh, no, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> we're certainly not where we are either. We, we were sitting there at home watching with quite some, I think, almost bemusement. Um, as at, at some of the stuff that was going on, and you're just sort of going, you go, this is this is 2020, like yep. s- just settle down, people. Intense. Take a chill pill. <laughs> um, yeah, very good. All right. Well, you know, thank you for those insights. Um, it, it is interesting, as I said, everyone's taken the the remote learning thing very differently, and and Taylor, your your external view on kind of how people responded to to these these two kind of events and the way they've been very different is actually quite illuminating and really something that you could almost sit down and unpack for hours yeah but i am keen to move forward a little bit and 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 i guess as i said i want to come back to the bushfires so uh, taylor i am um as i said concerned that you know because water under the bridge and one disaster after the next it's not not a talking point anymore and when we finished 1919 uh, it was oh, sorry, nineteen nineteen. <laughs> when was that? That's uh, like a hundred years ago. <laughs> uh, when we finished twenty nineteen, the bushfires were very front and center, and there were lots of things going on with Blaze Aid and yep. and, and and people helping people, and it was that real collaborative community approach. Now you had a role in the bushfires, as I said, yep. what, not lighting them. But so what, what were you what were you doing? <laughs> Me, I was I wasn't involved. I was heavily involved, but I wasn't involved with the rural fire service as a whole. I had three houses that were under extreme threat of being burnt. So mm. I was going from my mum's house to my dad's house to my sister's house right. constantly, car packed the whole time, dog going from three different locations across town and it was just – it was hectic. I don't think I attended much school those weeks. It's too. I'd come to school and then I'd get a call saying that there was another threat and have to run mm. out and speed off somewhere and try and <laughs> relocate all the boxes to try and work out which was going where. Shifting boxes from yes. one place to another. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like another highly stressful <laughs> event. I mean, yeah. How do you how do you manage that then? How do you like so if if you've gone from you know the stress of the bush bushfires to the stress of of going to work and 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 walking to that environment where people are not necessarily being very nice to each other yeah. uh, in in Woolworths and the, with the the COVID stuff going on, how do you manage with your stress then? So when you're not when you're not working and not doing schoolwork, what do the, what are you doing then to unwind? I spend a lot of time with my family. I'm yep. a very family person. My nephews are my best friends in my whole wide world. So I like to spend a lot of time with them. I like photography. I do a lot of photography. I like to get out of the house and just fill yep. my head with a lot of positive things. Yeah. So yep. coming back to your photography, yep. you, you have had some notoriety with that. Yes. So what what, what are you granted an award or you won a, a yeah. competition? Is that right? Yeah. So I won the 2019 New South Wales Resilient Photography Award. Yeah. Yep. So that was... Um, for my photo of my dad, who is the um, group leader in our area for the RFS. So right. I took a photo of him talking on a radio at a hazard reduction and apparently it was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> one of the few things with that one. So well, well, You say apparently it was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've seen the picture yeah. and it is a pretty, a pretty cool photo. But yeah. 
um, it wasn't staged. No, not at all. So it was it was just simply yeah. you had the camera, you yeah. saw the photo, and you took it. Yeah, your like your kind of response sort of gives me the opinion that it, you don't see it as being one of necessarily your better photos. It's my best photo, but I think compared to a lot of photos that are out there, I didn't think it was as great. Like yeah. I definitely did not. E- expect it to win that like yeah so but have you like is that your thing this um kind of spontaneous photography of of people are you into portraits yeah i'm not a staged photography person Mm -hmm. i hate setting people up in poses and it's a very awkward situation those ones i like so you're not likely to be much of a wedding photographer no no i'm more natural get out and snap things that people don't know you're snapping pictures yeah yeah right yeah and so is it is it that is it is it is it people that interests you in that regard yeah People and um, I like a bit of macro photography. It's just right. interesting seeing things from a different perspective. Yep. But definitely portraits that show emotion and have stories, not just snapping, pose. Yeah, posing really stresses me out. I get so awkward with that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it would di- be difficult to sort of say to somebody, well, just tilt your head yeah. <laughs> so the light catches your hair. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, uh, so you, but, but it is the portraiture stuff you like. And yeah. It, it, yeah. That's interesting because, you know, um, you know, are there photographers that you kind of admire? Yeah, I admire a lot of birth photographers actually, which yeah. is I I want to be a midwife when I leave school. Oh, okay. So mix the two passions together creates pretty good inspiration. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder if you carried your camera in the birthing <laughs> In the birthing room, you might uh, get a few odd looks yeah, from that. Yeah, just a couple, yeah. Mind you, I took a camera in when yeah. when my sons were born. Yep. Yeah. And um, they brought there's some like crazy photos with yeah. literally babies covered in blood yeah. and things like that, which on the face of it sounds horrific, but, yeah, um, you know, it is the circle of life. It's a, yep. it's a great thing to capture. And it's I think, beautiful. Yeah, I think that's a really that's – a, that's a fascinating insight. And the macro photography, I can – you know, like there's some you, – you see occasionally macro photos and you just go, oh, <laughs> what is that? What have yep. they taken a photo of because it's just – um, yeah, I, I've seen some great photos. I don't know the the photographer, but uh, images of um, tiny spiders. Yep. close up, and you're just going like, oh, they're <gasps> mind blowing when you see yeah. them so close and so enlarged. So, do you have specialist gear to allow you to do that? I have some gear. I want to expand my collection. Photography is a very expensive <laughs> hobby, though. So Isn't it what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've got some pretty cool tripods and lenses that I like to play with, but. Yeah. Do you have a particular lens that just is your favourite? For the photography people out there, um, like what kind of are your favourite go-to lenses for yeah. the type of work that you do? I don't particularly have a favourite lens. I like to switch them in like I'll use them equally, but my favourite model, camera model, definitely Canon. Yeah. Yeah. Nikon I started with yeah. and I just, I don't know, Canon just does something. Are you sponsored? No, I wish. <laughs> I, someone sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Well, good luck with that. We'll give you Insta details yeah. later and we'll see if we can do anything for you. All right. Uh, Look, so that, they're fascinating aspects yeah. or a fascinating insight into what you're into. Um, Amy, when you're not at school and not stressed out, what are you doing? Sport? Uh, yeah, I do play some sports. Um. Okay, so you know, what would be your favourite sport? I'm not too into sports that much really, but um, if we're talking to play, probably soccer I would say. Yeah, okay. Do you play soccer or uh, only just socially? 
<laughs> no, I do. I'm in a team at the moment. This whole COVID stuff has kind of um, put it on hold for a yep. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when you when you'll be back to training? Um, I'm pretty sure in like the next week or two or something. Okay, like that. so it's nearly undone. Which which team do you play for? Um, uh, Maxville Women's Club, I yep. guess. Yeah, or the Maxville Redbacks. I think they'd be, yeah. wouldn't they? That's okay. So, what position do you play? Um, I'm usually somewhere in the back, defense. Defense. Yeah. You say somewhere at the back, like it's a bad thing, but it's not really a bad thing. No, I I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just kind of. What I'm better at, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, I guess being defence or at the backs doesn't have the excitement of being, oh, I'm a striker, I score all the goals. But but really, you know, a team is a team and without the backs, the team doesn't go so well either. Yeah, that's true. So how long have you been playing soccer? Well, I played it a lot when I was younger mm-hmm. and then I kind of stopped for a while and this is would be the first year back. So what what's drawn you back to the game? Um, well, the team, actually, I knew a lot of the players before and they're real nice. So yeah. to be a part of that as well okay. is a good thing. So as much as the, the sporting and the fitness side of it for you, um, you know, the social interactions that you get from the yeah. sport. Yeah, so it's the whole thing. That's Yeah, that finishes the package and allows yeah. you to say, okay, and that might have been what brought you back as opposed to sort of staying away. Yeah. Do you do anything else to relax in your spare time? To relax? Or just unwind. I mean, do you camp, fish, <laughs> shoot, swim? Oh, gosh, no, none of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So you're, you're, you're at home watching Netflix? Oh, yeah. I do a lot of that. <laughs> oh, doesn't everybody. Who doesn't, doesn't watch really. Netflix? <laughs> well, I watch um, – I've taken to watching quite a bit of – uh, Japanese am- anime over the last little oh bit of yeah. time, and uh, I'm particularly fond of Studio Ghibli. Have you heard of Studio Ghibli? I have actually heard of them. Yeah, yeah, Miyazaki and and his series of films have been fascinating, and I guess uh, they're beautifully crafted in terms of their very um, appealing to 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 watch. The visuals yeah. are fantastic. The artwork is just next level, and the the eye for detail is uh, really, really enjoyable. Sometimes the stories are less so, <laughs> but, but but really they're all, for me, they've been really good to watch. So what do you take away from Netflix? What's the thing that you grab hold of? Or another provider if that's not your one? Um, yeah, I do, um, as you said, the visual kind of ple- like aesthetic yeah. kind of um, side of things is – I really like that as well. Yeah. But I also like ones that have, you know, like a real story for just kind of any any person, you know? Yeah. So what have you watched recently that you'd say, oh, that's worth a watch? Um, oh, I don't know. Um, There's been so much? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, find it, I find it difficult to pick, like – particular movies and say, okay, well, that's that's the one that I'm going to grab and say, look, if you're going to watch any one, go and watch that one. And if I was going to say to somebody, you know, if you're going to watch a Studio Ghibli film, the easy one to pick is um, called Spirited Away, which won an Academy oh, Award. I've, I've heard of that. Yeah. Now, you know, it, it, it won a Best Animation Award um, a couple of years ago now, a few years ago. 
But that's the easy one to grab. But I don't know that it's the best one that I'd say to go and watch. I'd maybe go and say watch uh, Princess Minoki or something like that, which is, um, you know, quite a different film. But still visually yeah, amazing. Um, but, yeah, so, so sometimes it can be very hard to pinpoint uh, pinpoint a picture, a, a particular movie that you want yeah. to get hold of and suggest. Okay, well, Amy and Taylor, thanks very much for coming in. It's been great having a chat. It's really good to see people in a different light and kind of the things that kind of make them up uh, and the, the things that make us who we are and I guess sometimes people don't necessarily know about. And it's good to share some of that stuff because, as I think I said earlier on, everybody's a bit of a sticky beat. <laughs> so this is going to hugely increase your social stock. Yes. And you're going to get all those followers, I'm sure, Amy, <laughs> which is just what we want. So d- I do thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Uh, and I do thank all our listeners. Uh, and um, I'd encourage people to take up our podcast and maybe subscribe. Uh, we're easy to find on all the uh, podcast or most of the podcast outlets. Um, if that's your thing and again thank you very much and hopefully next week we'll have something uh, different for you to listen to and we hope you join us then